0: Welcome to Q&A, A A Deeper Dive with Sam Holm and other guests as we dig deeper into the sermon content each week. Awesome. I am Mark Presley, and you're listening to A Deeper Dive with Sam Holm. This week uh, for our sermon, we had a special guest with us, Alan Parr. Alan preached uh, basically through the end of Romans 11, kind of finished up that part of romans 11 and i'm sitting here with he and sam uh you may not know alan is a bible teacher that has his roots right here in mckinney he was a teacher at uh, mckinney boyd for a long time he originally i heard him say this morning is from pittsburgh there i I nailed that one uh but he got here like many of us texans as fast as he could uh you never ask a texan where they're from because if they're from texas they'll tell you and if they're not you don't want to know (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, he taught at Boyd as I said in the math department actually one of our staff took him for calculus and said he was one of the best teachers he had um, but seriously Alan is a great Bible scholar he currently has a YouTube channel I would encourage you to go check it out I believe it's alanparr.com we'll get you there, all the stuff um, get you there. He might tell us in a minute about that. If you want to hear his sermon, you can always go to our on-demand at firstmckinney.com slash on-demand. So let me just welcome everybody in. Sam and Alan, thanks for being here today.
1: It's great to be here. Super excited
0: to hang out with you guys today. Why don't we start out, uh, just talk a little bit about, I know in the sermon you didn't get a chance to do this, so talk a little bit about your ministry and what you're doing online and, and kind of take us there first.
1: Yep, so uh, the ministry uh, is uh, called Let's Equip, that's our nonprofit organization, and um, uh, the ministries underneath that, uh, one of the biggest ones that people are probably most familiar with is our YouTube channel called The Beat, which stands for Biblical Encouragement and Truth, a lot of people don't know what it means, but it's actually an acronym for something, and uh, we launched that in 2015. So we're coming up on our seventh year of doing that in August, this August, and we've got over 600 videos published on that channel, uh, videos ranging from topics like end-time events or um, overviews of different books of the Bible. Uh, There's a slew of uh, frequently asked questions that people have about the Christian faith that we've done videos on, a little apologetics, some relationships, uh, live streams, interviews, you name it. If it's basically helping people think
0: biblically and have a Christian worldview to uh, the questions and things that people are asking. And I know I said alanparr.com, but how I may have gotten it wrong. How do they get there to you? Sure. So if
1: they go to YouTube and they just type in The Beat with Alan Parr, then it should come up and they should be able to subscribe and support what we're
2: doing. And I have gone there many times myself. It's so well done, and it's done in a way that is accessible and helpful, and so thank you for helping pastors as well as people that are just part of what God's doing in our country right now as they jump on and listen to what you're you're bringing. Now, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And,
0: and just to capitalize on the time, I would normally have you kind of recap the sermon, but uh, I would just like to kind of dive into some of the questions, and I want to focus on your ministry for just a minute. I know I said that earlier, but right, uh, kind of the meat of your sermon. You had a quote in there that said, when you can't trace God, or when you can't trace God's hand, trust his heart. And I want to kind of focus on your ministry. I know you said about seven years. Talk a little bit about that transition from teaching to, I'm sure that was a huge step of faith. And I know people out there are trying to make some tough decisions, even during this time, coming back to work after COVID, all the other stuff. Uh, just talk about following that faith journey.
1: Yeah, so I'm always really excited to have an opportunity to share this with people because um, you know the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And so this journey for me really started back in 2000 when I uh, was um, working as an engineer at Ford Motor Company. And um, so I got my degree, actually got a, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in electrical engineering, and I thought that's what God was going to have me to do. And so I moved to Detroit, Michigan, started working there for a couple of years, and I would say about halfway in, about a year into that, I had an opportunity to preach my first couple of sermons at a local church and teach some Bible studies, and it was right then when I knew that I had a decision to make. Was I going to stay in that safe zone and just make a lot of money and rise up the corporate ladder, or was I going to follow what I now believe God was going to have me to do, which is to teach the Bible? And so um, that was really my first major faith move that I made in uh, 2000, was to make that hard decision to quit my job, give up all the money, the company car, all the different things that was happening there for me as a 24-year-old, and move to Dallas, Texas to be a broke seminary student again and go into ministry not ever knowing that if I was if I was ever going to be able to make that type of money again um, to be able to provide for my family and things like that because even as a 24 year old you know God was really blessing me financially at that point and so um, I started along that journey and then uh, through a series of events I actually started teaching high school math in 2006 Uh, wasn't necessarily my preference I kind of I think high school math Uh, that position kind of chose me. Um, I I really just kind of fell into it, didn't have anything else to do. I couldn't do engineering anymore. Skills were outdated, and I just decided to try math, and I knew that could always do that. And so I was a bivocational pastor for, uh, not a senior pastor, but I was serving bivocationally as a worship pastor and um, a high school math teacher for the better part of about 11 years. And so, um, and then in 2017, I made another faith move where I decided to leave my career as a math teacher at McKinney Boyd High School and go full-time. Actually, at that time, it wasn't full-time ministry. It was actually full-time to start my math tutoring business, which I still have here in the McKinney area because I just wanted to get out of education and, and do something a little bit different. But it wasn't really until 2019 where I was able to finally... After 19 years of wanting to be in full-time ministry, because I left uh, Corporate America 2000, where I was finally able to dedicate all of my time, all of my effort, and attention to
0: full-time ministry, and I've been doing that for now three or four years. So you're doing the math, not, no pun intended, but uh, you said 2019, so that means you're a year before COVID. Yes. And it started right away with YouTube uh, ministry, or did you you say full-time ministry, what did that look
1: like? Yes. so um, essentially in two thousand and fifteen, we started the YouTube channel. But the ministry as a whole wasn't able to sustain our lifestyle and provide any sort of income that would allow me to focus one hundred percent of my time on ministry. And so I had to depend largely on our math business. and just trying to develop that, trying to hustle, trying to tutor kids and try to build that up just to try to make ends meet, and then at some point, God really started blessing us. People started donating, um, and um, God just really blessed the ministry to enable me to be full-time, and we started to be able to hire staff and things like that, and um, God's just been a blessing. And did you see
0: it take off during COVID, just out of cu- more my curiosity yes, than anything? It
1: really did. As a matter of fact, um, I think we had our greatest growth during the COVID pandemic and even the following year. So actually, 2020 and 2021, we had explosive growth. I think it was people were home. They had a lot of time to watch things. um, They had a lot of questions. And um, and we had a lot of growth during that time. You're well ahead of the curve. I (laughs) got
0: to put you another pine there in case you weren't weren't paying attention.
2: So one of the text questions relates to your journey uh, what did you learn about the next generation as a high school math teacher that helps you communicate Jesus in a relevant way right now?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, this next generation, um, they are dealing with all sorts of issues that I didn't have to deal with growing up. And so, the biggest thing that I learned teaching for 10 years is that if we are going to be Successful at sharing our faith with people, no matter where they are. We have to know them. We have to know what they are dealing with. What are their pain points? What are their issues? What are their anxieties? What are their struggles? And so, when I look at this next generation, you know, I saw same-sex couples, um, you know, walk into my room together, holding hands, and they would sit down and, you know, at my, in my room, and yeah. sitting next to each other, you know, and I'd have to teach them. Uh, you know, dealing with anxiety and mental health issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, kids struggling with pornography nowadays because it's so accessible and and it's affordable, it's free, and all those things. So um, it really gave me insight into the specific things that students are dealing with now, as opposed to just going in and just assuming. Well, you know, this is how you share your faith with somebody who's in, a teenager, just because it worked for me. Um, it's different, and also I learned that they, this generation, they, um, they they're asking a lot more questions about Christianity, a lot more things. When I was growing up, you just kind of accepted it to be true, but this generation they're a little bit more skeptical, and they 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 need to be
0: convinced. More. Those cultural issues, though, uh, and you're not saying this. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but they're not just those high school generation. It's a, it's. It's beyond just That's one right. generation, and uh, I am seeing more questions across the board. Yes, to this generation, but the generations before them too, I think are are questioning everything. Yeah. You know, um, there was going along those lines. One of the first questions that came in while you were preaching was this: practically, how can we share, or how can we lovingly share the truth about? many political issues? You were talking about different differences we might have towards the end of your sermon there. How can we share the truth about uh, political issues, social issues, without being arrogant with the truth? Mm, That's a great question. You know, I always go back to my uh, staple verse
1: where Jesus says that he came uh, full of grace and truth, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that... um, Many times as believers, we err on one side or the other. Uh, we're very gracious towards people who are different than us, and we are very afraid to challenge them with the truth, but we're always, you know, we want to be that perfect Christian and that loving Christian, and we're very gracious, and, and we kind of don't challenge people. But then there's people on the other spectrum where it's all truth, no grace, no grace, just kind of in your face, if you don't believe this, you're a heretic, you're, you're this, you're... And I think that every Christian needs to find that balance, right? And so how do we, how do we um, use a tone of voice when we communicate with people that communicates grace, understanding, acceptance, love, hearing them out, yeah. listening to their story, why they believe what they believe, how did they arrive at that conclusion, taking the position of a listener... And then whenever we do share the truth, which we should be bold enough to do, to do it in a way that, um, first of all, is scriptural and biblical, and hopefully if they're another Christian, we should be able to show them biblically why we believe what they what we believe, but also do it in a way that our words are seasoned with love and grace. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is just accepting the fact that Some things the Holy Spirit is going to be the one who's going to have to change people's hearts. All we can do is just plant the seed in their lives.
2: I hear you quoting Paul in not as many words, but where he says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, as you're speaking to to the outsiders, right? And so Mm -hmm. we've got, yeah, and you're doing that, I believe, right now through your YouTube channel in a beautiful way. Well, that's the challenge because, you know, I'm
1: dealing with a lot of difficult subjects there. And, you know, my tendency is to want to be all truth and, like, you really give it to them. But I have to remember, and I know you can relate to this Mm -hmm. as a pastor, that, you know, people will receive truth much better when it's packaged in a heart that is uh, humble. People see humility in how you deliver it. And they, they can sense your grace
2: uh, when you communicate. That's right. And I'll add to that, he will often step into controversial conversations uh, and ones that have had a lot of mudslinging, uh, and, and you do it in, a I think, a graceful and truthful way. So it's good. I actually would like both of you to answer
0: this, because you're coming from the YouTube side, but Champ, uh, champ, that's my son, but (laughs) I don't know why I called you that, Sam. Uh, But um, any specific insights on when and how a Christian should express what they believe online? And we were talking about conflict there, but anything for both of you, I know, Sam, you're active on Facebook and those kind of things, but for both of you, any insights on how you should express yourself?
2: I'll do. Def- you want me to go first? I'll, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think we need to be led by the Spirit, right? And so if you if you are meeting with God daily and you're praying and you're asking Him for direction in your life, hopefully you will have Holy Spirit promptings. And so when the the first thought is I need to say something, then you ask, okay, am I needing to say this? For the benefit of someone else, is it because I love them, or am I trying to make myself look good, or make a point on my end? I think a lot of what gets shared right now through social media is when people are being angry, and it's prompting other angry people to say, "Hey, yeah, I'm going to be angry with you," and that's not really helping other people. Instead, it's actually hurting other people. And so, you're asking, "Am I actually benefiting another person?" And if there's really a question, and honestly, for me, often there is. Even after, is this really helping other people? Is this good? Is this good or not, I will then ask a few other strong Christians to look at it and proof me to an extent and say, hey, do you think if I actually post this, it's going to be helpful or not? Um, that that happened after the Roe v. Wade conversation recently where I was going to say something. I said, no, I don't want to say, well, I, I think I need to say something. I'm, I'm a believer. What does it need to look like? And then I sent it to different people that I respect before, before posting it and said, hey, proof me in this. Let me, yeah, uh, give me feedback on, is this full of grace and full of truth? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and, and to piggyback off of that, I was going to bring up the same thing about the Roe versus Wade. So if I'm a Christian and I'm celebrating that, as we should... Then you know an appropriate post might be you know hey today is a wonderful day Um, you know the the court have has overruled and overturned this decision we celebrate life we celebrate and honor the gift of life today this is a great day right so to me I think that's a wonderful post I don't think there's anything now when we start saying things like to all you leftist people out there and all you liberal people out there um, what do you have to say now about this see. To me, that's the type of rhetoric that I see online from some Christians that basically it's not even about celebrating, it's about throwing this in your face, and and it's not even considering how my post might make someone else feel that yeah. disagrees strongly with me. And so I think we need to ask ourselves, what is my motive behind why I am posting this? Is my motive to, to, um, to celebrate, or is it to kind of create some discord and And create some strife and division.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Well, I know uh, we're shortly running out of time. uh, And I want to ask you, I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about this, but if there was anything you wanted to add, I know uh, we're recording this right after you got done preaching. Is there anything you wish you had time? But before, while you're thinking about that, Sam, why don't you kind of walk us where we're going? Because as he talked about, we're kind of ending not one chapter as in a chapter of Romans, but. You know, dividing it in two, he talked about at the end of his sermon, we're moving into the second part of Romans. So kind of talk where we're headed the rest of the summer.
2: Yeah, I love the way you transition at the end of your your time, right? We're, we're, we're getting to move from the gospel indicatives, right, to the gospel imperatives, right? The faith that we believe that he's so clearly laid out in the first 11 chapters we're going to get to see it practically play out in the the next chapters of the book of Romans. And so that transition to me is powerful. We can't forget, though, like if it gets separated from the first half of the book of Romans, then it becomes legalistic. And here's how we get right before God. No, that like you said beautifully today, we don't get right before God based on what we do. It's His mercy that is, has made us right with God and the love of God that we have through Christ. So uh, we get to do that, though, next week. And so if you if you like practical, what am I supposed to do next teaching, uh, it's, it's not just going to be the application section at the end of the sermon. It's going to be uh, the verses of the text that we're walking through starting next week. So just to give you a chance,
0: as we kind of wrap up here, is there anything you'd love to add or or tell our listeners, other people that just found this, came from your YouTube, whatever, uh, about that in part of Romans that you preached this morning? Well, you know, uh, first of all, I think I
1: I covered everything because I went too long both services, so (laughs) So I think that uh, uh, I, 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 I... I didn't want you to be done. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I tell you, you know, because you and I, we we are we theologians, We we could, I mean, obviously we both know when we study and prepare mm-hmm. every week that, you know, we always have to make that decision, you know, what do I cut out? What do mm-hmm. I leave out? Because for those of you who do not know and do not prepare sermons, you know... We probably have fifty to sixty pages of of preparation and things that God has shown us in our exegesis, and we have to narrow that down to like seven or eight. So there's always that temptation. It's like, no I, I gotta I gotta I, they have to know this. I gotta bring this in here. But one thing I'll say to everyone is just first of all, kudos to uh, first McKinney for even doing a book study verse by verse because a lot of churches will um, Unfortunately, you know they'll they'll say, "Well, man, you know, we can't dedicate a whole Sunday to Romans chapter eleven, twenty five to thirty six. It's not a felt need topic, mm-hmm. right? It's just like heavily theological, and our people may tune out, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I you know, this is something that we need to know, that's right. And I, I just encourage people who are studying the Word of God to go deep. You know, it's easy for us to go towards the passages that we're most familiar with. I was challenged mm-hmm. in preparing. Because, if I'm being fully honest, I don't know if I would have ever chosen to preach on a Sunday morning if a church invited me from romans eleven twenty five through thirty six. I don't know if I've ever would have been, but it it challenged me to go deeper in that area. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> when you first gave me that, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, uh. you know, see what's there and see." And I had to dig deep to try to find some application from that passage, but I just encourage people, even on their own, you know, this doesn't have to be something that only pastors and Bible teachers experience; that they can experience that same depth um, on their own when they're studying the Bible.
0: Well, again, thank you for. An incredible sermon this morning. I know you said it went long, but as Sam, I wasn't. Sam, no, as Sam said, no, no, as Sam said. I wasn't ready for it to end, but I will tell you this, uh, just to let our listeners know too, if you want to ever send in questions, you can, I forgot to say this at the first, you text the word question mm-hmm. to 96123, and then it'll give you a prompt and you reply to that. Even if you have some for Alan, we'll make sure he gets those. Maybe he can address them on the beat. Don't want to promise anything, but I I'm know- am always looking for video topics. I was going to say, if, he's a, if you've ever met anyone that does- that type of ministry, they're always looking for topics and always looking for material. I would encourage you to go check out what he has. Again, go to YouTube, search for The Beat, and you'll find that. Um, Very powerful stuff there. Huge library, lots of stuff, specifically even about this and apologetics and questions we might have. But I want to give you the final word and wrap Oh, be sure to like, subscribe, all the things you would normally say at the end of this, but Sam, I want to give you the
2: final word and wrap us up. Well, you, you were just saying it. Hey, w- this is something we're trying through the summer to see if it's going to be a helpful tool for you, and the way that we find out that it's a helpful tool is that you are, one, listening, to, and then you like, subscribe, interact with us, and so we're going to, we'll reevaluate into summer, and we know that it's being used in different ways. Mm-hmm. Alan's uh, sitting here with us, right? 800, I think if you combine, your like 887,000 followers with ours. We have and Eighty-seven thousand and thirteen. I think. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's what it is right now. Right on. Right on. So, uh, but yeah, we're we're honored to have Alan with us, and we hope this is, is helpful for you. Thank you for joining
0: us this week on Q&A at Deeper Dive. We hope you'll like, subscribe, and share this podcast along with others. You can submit your questions by texting QUESTION to 96123, and we'll discuss those each week. Again, thank you for joining us.